Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim discusses the problem of worry or the practice of being anxious in a believer's life. This scripture is found in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, which is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. We need to know that our failure to be obedient to Jesus' commands is sin and that he commands us not to worry. Anxiety or worry is sin because it is the fruit of believing lies. For anxious thoughts to be anything more than a short-term reaction to a situation, you must deny who God is and what he has said. For the Christian, anxiety is a sinful waste of time and emotional energy. In this passage, Jesus explains why. It's a passage filled with word pictures and rhetorical questions built around four commands which form the backbone of this powerful teaching. Please listen to today's slice of Jim's message entitled, Each Day Has Enough Trouble. Let's come to Matthew chapter 6. Today, my goal is to finish chapter 6. And for you that have been reading ahead, I want you to know I'm not worried about that. We will finish chapter 6. And if you chuckle in five minutes, I'll know why you, you just figured out what I just said. I, I bet there's a trend that you have noticed as well. Uh, especially if you have a, a few miles on your odometer. Uh, watching our society change, I grew up in a time when drunkenness, it used to be a sin. And people who habitually get drunk were actually called drunkards. Well, now we've changed that. I mean, we don't want to say anything that's pejorative. Now, we've invented the term alcoholism, and we have redefined it as a disease. So now it needs a cure, not a savior. And the cure is not repentance and regeneration. The cure is medical and psychological treatment. I grew up when homosexuality used to be a sin. Now if you even say that homosexuality is a sin, that it is a deviation from God's design, you are immediately declared a fanatical hate monger. And instead of coming alongside people, telling them about the love of God, and and trying to help them stop sinning by introducing them to a Savior, we are now under orders to accept that lifestyle as normal. And we mandate promoting it as such in school curricula and now in federal law. You know, fornication used to be a sin. Now we say that it is as inevitable as acne for teenagers. So we promote it. We encourage it. We pass out condoms and we talk about it all the time. Do you know that theft and arson used to be sins? Now, they are the inevitable results of racism and poverty. Well, sometimes that's what they are. 
Other times, they're apparently the best way to celebrate your team's victory in the big game. Let's go burn a few police cars and a few uh, businesses. Or it's the, it's the way to show your frustration when you disagree with a jury verdict or the action of the police somewhere. Well, you know what? Anxiety is in exactly that same category. Now, does it do as much damage to other people as arson and theft and fornication and the results of alcoholism? Well, probably not. But it's one of, our, one of those words in our world's quest to redefine things so as to totally expunge spiritual implications and sweep them aside. In the passage that we're going to look at today, three times Jesus gives the command, do not be anxious. That's how I learned it, or our translation says, do not worry. Now understand, if God says, don't do something, and you do it, especially habitually, that's a sin. Just like if God says, do something and you refuse to do it, that's also a sin. James 4.17, therefore to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Now I'm going to go back and forth today. I've already preached this sermon once. I know that sometimes I said worry and I meant anxiety, and sometimes I said anxiety and I meant worry, but the words are interchangeable, and you can tell that because different translations probably in the room, some say worry and some say anxiety. If you're like me, when you first learned these passages, it was translated anxiety as a noun and be anxious as a verb. New America Standard 95 has changed it to worry, and that's fine. I'm going to help you grasp the meaning of the Greek word and understand both English words fit it. Anxiety or worry is a sin because it's the fruit of believing lies. For anxious thoughts to be anything more than a short-term reaction to a situation, you have to deny who God is and deny what He has said. Now, when something unexpected happens to you, when something that is negative happens to you, you're going to have a reaction. And you can call it an anxious reaction, you can call it a stress reaction, you can call it a a worry reaction if you want to. That's normal. But what we're talking about is continuing under the influence of that negative reaction. That is where it becomes a problem. For a Christian, anxiety is definitely a sinful waste of time and emotional energy. And in this passage, Jesus explains why. It's a passage filled with wonderful word pictures and rhetorical questions, and they're all built around four commands, which form the backbone of this very powerful teaching. Now, I want to say one more introductory comment. Um, There are some people in the realm of evangelical Christianity even some in the realm of uh, biblical counseling, who uh, take this passage and others to the conclusion where they say that um, no Christian should ever need to take a medication in order to help deal with anxiety or uh, depression or anything like that. Sadly, some well-meaning people say that. I have been told to my face that I teach that, 
and that that's the position of Heritage Bible Church. And I want to make it perfectly clear. I've never said that. I don't believe that. That's not true. And I hope we can massage the passage sufficiently to help you see the, the boundary there. But everything I'm going to say today is applicable to every Christian every day in every circumstance, regardless of whatever else is going on. There are physical conditions that affect emotional responses. If you have COVID-19, you're going to be kind of depressed. I know that by experience. But what are you going to do with it? Okay? Uh, I would no more tell a Christian brother or sister to stop taking an anti-anxiety medication than I would tell a diabetic to stop taking insulin. Um, But I would also teach them to apply what Jesus says in this wonderful passage, just as I teach a person that they are accountable to God for misbehavior even if they let their blood sugar get too high or get too low, which can have a serious effect on emotions. Being especially prone to worry or anxiety, and some people are, that means you're not worse than other people. It means that you have to work extra hard at living by what this passage and other passages like it say. And if you need extra help on this matter, that's part of what the body of Christ is all about. Come and and talk to an elder so that we can come alongside you and, and, and try to help. Now, I said there are four commands that are, grammatically speaking, the backbone of this of this passage. And yes, we're taking more verses than we have been because it's one unit of thought. Well, here are the four points of the sermon built around the four primary commands in this passage. Number one, do not be worried. Number two, do not worry. Number three, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. And number four, shock, do not worry. Now, here's where we're going. Do not be worried. Let's start with verse 25. For this reason I say to you, okay, Stop. We've got to look at that. What reason? What did he just talk about? Well, way back last Sunday, we discussed that. That, uh, you, it end, that passage ends up, you can't serve two masters. You're going to love one and hate the other or, or, or love the other and hate the one. And, and you can't serve both God and, and money. And he talked about whether you're going to treasure up treasures in heaven or treasure up treasures on earth. For this reason, I say to you, do not be worried. It's because those things have tentacles that wrap themselves around you. I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? So this flows directly from the previous paragraph. Those sticky tentacles of treasures on earth, and possessions. They wrap around you and can make you particularly susceptible to worry. Now, the key word in this verse is translated worried here. It's a a verb in this passage. There is a noun form of the same word that occurs uh, elsewhere in the New Testament. These words come from a root word that has a very unique concept to it. It's the idea of being drawn in different directions or having divided interests, being distracted from your intended focus. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.